The jail booth became a confessional, full of admitted sins, forgiveness, and answered prayers. In the midst of his ramblings about how and why he could do better, I heard myself mumble, brother, we need you. All right, brothers. We are back. Black Man Lab, Afterflow, Clayton County, powered by the New Georgia Project. We are here. Our third session with these brothers in Clayton County. What a gathering, bro, Marty. Um, man, what you what what you think, man? Give 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 some thought about tonight's Black Man Lab here in Clayco. You've been in all of them. Yeah. First of all, I think we went into the night a little worried, right? That we we didn't know what kind of a crowd we were gonna have, just because getting the getting the word out there the way we were trying to. And you know what? People showed up and showed out. Again. Again. Like everywhere. And everywhere we go. The energy is amazing. Um, and the energy was amazing tonight. I really was enjoying um, the young folks that actually gave some really solid input. Because um, we don't always see that, them just being up front with it. We usually got to draw it out of them. But tonight, they just gave it up. Um, and overall, the group as a whole was giving up great information. Some great thought processes um, around actual looking at different policies to put into place. Uh, and I, I really just enjoyed that. And it, it just gave me, as I said before, it gives me great hope. Yo, no doubt. No doubt. The young brothers, they reach for the mic. Yeah. You know, the young brother was like, here's what I like in the school situation. I was like, oh, I feel you. You were in the school. He's getting ready to graduate and go away to college. So he had a lot of good input. My brothers from Clayco. What's happening, fellas? How y'all right. doing, man? Doing good. Y'all right. lean into that mic and uh, introduce yourself. We're going to start with, I know this brother as Mr. B, right? This is one of my, this is one of my sons, our sons, um, a mentor. And um, I, I give him a lot of credit for my youngest, Kahari, who is interested in film, because they always talked about Mr. B. So... <laughs> Here he is. I, you know, here's Mr. B. Tell him, tell him about yourself, brother. Man, thank you so much, uh, Mawili, man. I really appreciate you. This Black Man Lab is beautiful, man, and I uh, wouldn't have missed it for the world. Yes, sir. Um, well, for me, I'm an um, artist, curator. Um, now I'm executive director of Arts Clayton here in Clayton County. Oh, um, get that up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, been going strong. I'm a HBCU grad, uh, father, uh, mentor. You better, you better name your HBCU, oh, man. Oh, yeah, Southern University all day, baby. <laughs> the one and only. Did that be fam yesterday? Ah. Okay. <laughs> hey, we still got to ride with them. Still got to ride, win or lose, win or Southern lose. University. You say the band mail one. Oh, though. the band always. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, man. So we, you know, artists, um, um, community organizer. You know, um, all kind of stuff, man. Just really just about the people, about the arts. The arts is my main focus, my main push. And right. I use the arts to do everything else. And the importance of the arts for our young people. What do you what do you see, man? How does the arts impact our young people? Um, it's, the arts is that medicine because, you know, as mm. uh, we coming from the other side. You know, kids are very close to the other side coming into this world. Yeah. So, you know, we're told that fantasy and science fiction and all that is, is bogus and fake, you know. But in reality, artists hold on to that. It's very important to hold on to that little bit of, you know, really it's like hope that, that you can create something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because otherwise you, you, you can't create nothing. You're in a world where you have no power. Mm -hmm. So the art gives you that power. 
man. Y'all better drop the mic on that, man. That's the medicine, the medicine. Oh, that's that's heavy, bro. That's real. That's real. Um, my brother, introduce yourself. You you've been encouraging us to come to Clayton County. Uh, tell us why. Tell them tell them who you are. So my name is Gary DeBose. I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, Kentucky State University grad, HBCU. Another HBCU. Yeah. So when the ball stopped bouncing for me, I come from a sports background. Yeah. Um, I have family that was established here in business. Love to come into Atlanta because we used to play against Morehouse and Clark and all that. I'm a Clayton County baby in a different type of way. They raised me from a career standpoint. Mm. I start off in the correctional facilities here in Clayton County, transitioning to probation, work for both the prop both the prosecution and defense, mm -hmm. but I worked in a different capacity. I developed programs that were alternatives to detention, help young people get out of trouble. Worked a lot with this brother, Mr. Darrell Starks, throughout the years. Sent young men over there. We graduated these young men from the jail to probation to the adult system and transitioned them out the system. Man, yeah. that, hey man, that's powerful work, brother. That's powerful work. And, um, one thing that you found in that work, what's been the underwriting important component to try to get brothers to go from being in the system to graduating out of it? Well, my thing was exposure. A lot of these young men haven't been outside of 285, so we exposed them to the arts, we exposed them to sports, we exposed them to different type of professionals so that they could see that it's possible for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what the Black Man Lab is, right? We just want we just try to bring young people into a space where they can see yeah. and feel us, artists, creators, you know, men that still believe in them, you know, because if they watch it on TV, the, that whole thing is like we don't believe in you. In fact, we despise you, and that's why we can arrest and criminalize you. But that's a you know, brother Starks, my man. What's up, brother? How much, man? How you doing? I'm well, I'm well, man. We lost a a, a giant in 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 the work um, with Marshall Ransifer. May he rest in peace and power. Amen. Um, speak on the work that you do and the legacy that that he left us with. Okay. Um, well, I started a nonprofit in Clayton County called Eugene Away. Been here five years. Um, Marshall was a, a a very strong mentor for me. Um, a lot of my work was dealing with um, homeless young adults. Uh, when, when COVID hit in 2020, um, you know, I'm looking at these work with young people that I started seeing the older people as the, my uncle and my grandmother. Like, but I, I, at one point I would drive by them um, because it wasn't my mission. It wasn't what I was, felt I was called to do. But then working with Marshall and help, he helped me to see that they need help just as much as the young people. And so the pivot in 2020 to address the, the, uh, the older population has been a monumental thing for me because we've helped a lot of people that were that are on the streets experiencing homelessness that I wouldn't have seen before, but because of Marshall, that helped me to do that. So, man, how long have you been working with the unhoused? Um, gosh, for years. I just kind of did a count. I started keeping young people in my house in 1994 when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club. Wow. A young man goes to school, mom's on crack, he comes home and the PlayStation go, and she done sold a shoe. So the first couple of kids I would get, I would say, look, mom, I got any deal thing, I'll take sure, make sure you go to school. So in 94, I started. Still doing it today. Have two houses here in Clayton County where I do about 30 young men a year. Um, so it's been a while. It's been, been quite a journey. I, I don't lost count. <laughs> but um, you know, the ultimate goal is to you know help them get some be sustainable, be successful, and move on and, and be be great men. Man, we appreciate you, man. That is is work that 
I know you don't get enough credit for, but we just want you to know we appreciate you. And I have called you <laughs> on a number of occasions and you've never, you've always picked up and try to help me with people who are um, unhoused okay. to get them stable. Right. Right. Cause it's hard to go to school. Oh gosh. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't have a place to stay, where are you going to do your homework? Well, I was working with um, the Clayton County Sonia Davis, who's the homeless liaison for Clayton County. She just let us know last week there's over 700 homeless young people in Atlanta. I'm sorry, in Clayton County. 700. Over, over 700 homeless, and there are 230 plus that are in extended stay hotels. Mm. So just you know, do the, just look at all the dysfunction there, but they're they're doing the best they can with what they have. So yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would imagine the more black men lean in, the better the outcome. Exactly, exactly, most definitely. Brothers, um, we got an opportunity. 2022, we're on the cusp of an election. What happens? Uh, what do you say um, from y'all's vantage points? Because I see each of you as activists or organizers in your own regard, like in your own lane, which is, I mean, this is incredible. The breadth of, of organizing around these different issues. What do you say to them? What is the number one thing that you you say to the governor, to the senator, come Wednesday morning? What do you what do you tell them? Well, um, I'm going to piggyback on that education reform, but more like education reform, remix, rearranging, so that um, we can uh, bring, um, it was stated a little earlier, but I have my own little spin on it, to um, reinvest uh, families, teachers, and the community into the education system itself. I mean, outside of just making it separate components, but like if you had a community that only dealt with itself mm-hmm. so that everybody in that community is invested in that program, raising the kids, getting them home safely. Like we used to do back in the days, No doubt, the whole neighborhood used to look out, right. But bringing that back, but then also bringing the trades in, I mean like the trades and academia had a little, you know, little tug of war and all that stuff, but you know, to make it more beneficial for the people, not that compartmentalized, not compartmentalized straight up. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I definitely have to piggyback on what he said, but I'm going to add to it in a situation where I would ask the governor, can we have more culturally specific education? Mm. I, I was blessed enough in Toledo, Ohio to have teachers that didn't just teach us what was in the books, right? but taught us things that made us kind of feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And of course, after school programs, you have to give them something to do because when they're getting out of school and they don't have that support from their parents, got to give them something to do to keep them busy culturally relevant material yes. and teaching content. I feel you. I feel you. Brother Daryl. Uh, I would have to address the, have them address the, um, the, the unhoused population uh, from a, from, from a perspective of the number of women and children that are being evicted in our communities and cannot find affordable housing. Affordable housing, I think is a thing of the past. Um, things have really changed where these apartment complexes are requiring three times the rent. So, you, you know, the salary you need to make to qualify is, is, is the, the, it, most people can't achieve that. So we've got to find a way to find housings for people who need houses, who have lost their homes to eviction, domestic violence, fires, whatever. Um, I think along that same line, we need to look at, or what I, I would encourage them to look at the laws in Georgia that allow landlords or apartment managers to increase the rent. There's no there's no cap on that. Man. So, so the people who pay $900 two years ago are now paying $1,800 a month for an apartment and they can't, they can't afford it. So we've got to find a way to cap that so people can have affordable place to live. So I think that that would be a challenge. Man, brothers, it's so much, but you all are doing the work 
and all across the state, Marty, you you would agree we've seen men yeah. doing the work. Like we haven't come into any places where it was just people in there just talking. Right. You know, you could literally say, "Well, I'm doing this." Another person, "Well, I'm doing this," and it's just. I think we got to have a gathering of men from across the state of Georgia who are doing the work, who developing an expertise through their nonprofit, through their and chop it up. Let's talk about best practices, Marty. A Black Man Lab conference. All right, man, let's go. Miguel is here. I think we got most of the board. Let's take a vote. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Bali, let me, let me just say this real quick. You know, we talk about as we've gone across the state and all of these different conversations that we've had, black men are doing the work. We've been doing the work. And what they will have you believe is that we're not. And, and that's by design. The only thing that we need to do is coalesce that work, right? Just like that. Coalesce and amplify. And amplify. Coalesce yep. and amplify. Boom. Yep. And, and, and if we do that, we know there's nothing but greatness that's going to come out of it. No that. doubt. No doubt. Brothers, real quick, one habit ritual or discipline that you do on a daily basis that you want the rest of the black man, black men all over the world, right? If you, if you could look at a black men all over the world and say, if all black men did this and it's something that I do, we could move and keep moving in this positive direction. Right Mr. B hit it real quick. Oh man. I, um, before I get out the bed, man, I, I, I pray yeah. gratitude yeah. prayers, right? Yeah. Exercise, walk my dog. I'm a dog. I raise dogs. Okay. So that's, I write, walk, feed and walk the dogs, good discipline, and then I exercise. That's my routine. There it is. Mar out. Marty walks his dogs, or they walk him. <laughs> yeah, they walk. <laughs> They're puppies. So. They're puppies. Gotcha. All right, G. I'm big on audio books. I listen to audio books in the shower. One of my mentors told me, turn your school into a mobile university. So I don't listen to the radio, a lot of hip hop. Usually listen to an audio book or YouTube or some inspiration. In the shower. In the shower. All right. How, how does that work? You got surround system in the shower, brother? You, you know, you can have a little bowl speaker. You connect just, it to your phone. Just hook it up. Boom. Let it roll. Let it roll while you're in the shower. Man. Positive positive information as soon as you get up. There it is. There it is. <laughs> D. Um, I would attribute it to um, my prayer life has changed. I definitely pray daily and meditate and I'm doing a much better job trying to eat right because I used to, you know, the fat on fast food lights. You know, working this field, you always running, but the flash, the fast food lights will, will flash <laughs> so easy, and they will just call you over there. But I'm, you know, making a conscious decision to eat better to be here longer. You looking fit, brother? Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, Zoe Wellness. <laughs> and and the deal is this: we need us. We need each other to be on this planet as long as possible to do our work. And so we got to take care of ourselves. So brothers, we appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate Clayco, Clayton County. Thank y'all for bringing us down and representing Black Man Lab Afterflow, Clayton County. Got something to say. Peace.